Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Mike Podcast. We could not be more grateful. And if you want to show some love back, make sure you give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe on Spotify, on YouTube. Tell your friends about it. Make sure that you're in our intimate, private Facebook group called Music Industry Entrepreneurs. And while you're mulling around in there networking with the movers and shakers of the music industry and you decide, hey, I love what these guys got to say. I want to build my music career, my music dreams, my vision for my music business. Give me an email and we will set up a call. My email is Vinny at artistcollect.com. Not a landing page, nothing like that. Reach out directly to me because I care about the creative economy out there and I want to build profitable music brands that attract lifelong super fans. So send me an email, make sure you give us a positive review and tell your friends about this Mike podcast because to be frank, it's a lot of work, but I love y'all and I'll see you next week. I don't know. I'm looking at Nashville with new eyes. We've got a lot of artists collecting right? members there and, and you're there yeah. and a lot of people don't know you're there yet. So just so everybody knows, Leonard Patterson is in Nashville, Tennessee now. So if y'all need to link up, which you should be, if you're in the music industry, make it happen. Leonard, what, how are you doing this week, man? I'm doing good, man. Things are getting back to normal, had sick family off and on and all that kind of stuff, but we're good. We're rolling, looking forward to the holidays and yeah, looking forward to actually connecting with some people in person, people that have been on the team for a while, who finally got a chance for us to actually meet and have lunch, like a four hour lunch, which was awesome. So yeah, definitely looking forward to connecting with some folks. So if you're in Nash, or anywhere close or coming through, give me a buzz. And that's why social media is such a beautiful thing. And you're obviously the content specialist over at Artist Collective. And the way that I actually linked up with Alyssi of Cloud9 Music Management, I, I linked up with her just because I was going through my Instagram stories and she tagged someplace in Atlanta. It turns out it was five minutes away from the concert I was at. So then I'm kicking it with another <laughs> real Artist Collective member completely accidentally. So it can, it can be a really beautiful thing if you use the geotags, if you use the hashtags. And I think everybody's a little frustrated right now with Instagram. Can you walk me through why people might be a little frustrated on Instagram, maybe reduced engagement? I'm experiencing it. Yeah, I started following the director of Instagram or whatever his name is, Missouri, just to try and stay up with things. And on the business side, I get it. They're trying to do things to encourage people to take certain actions that they deem valuable. So they're reducing organic engagement on certain things if they want you to really focus here or if they think they're going to generate uh, better conversations or better engagement for the platform. So I get it. But yeah, just emotionally and thinking about trying to get your message out there and your music out there when you have certain things that used to perform a certain way used to be able to reach a certain amount of people and then you look up and happen to maybe look at your insights to realize that something's different yeah it's frustrating and it's frustrating here's the thing happened same thing happened with Facebook that's why we're all on Instagram now so the frustrating part of that is yeah you definitely have people that have raised their hand and said I want to follow Vinnie Hines. I want to follow Larry Patterson. I want to follow this person and their music. But then you still have to, to work to reach those people that have already raised their hands. That's social media now, but that's why we also focus on content. We have a whole month of content in our program that's focused literally on, okay, here's what's happening today. Here's what you need to do tomorrow. And here's how we can continue this. If something changed, let you know. But here's a whole month of focusing on nothing but taking your brand and focusing on getting, getting your message out there and increasing your reach. And we started like literally tracking stats and all that stuff. But yeah, that's definitely frustrating. That's why we're also here. And one thing that I love doing with clients and even friends and non-clients are just artists that I want to get open their mind and think about their content a little differently is that I'll ask them. Why'd you post? And just why'd you post that? And sometimes people get a little offended, but there should be a reason behind why you're taking the time out of your day to do this. There's no non-reason. Are there any non-reasons <laughs> to post? Does that even exist? I don't think so. There's, there could be an argument for, is it better to show up than not? You could, on any given day, you can argue either side of that. I'd rather, one side of the coin is, 
I'd rather not show up if it's not going to be authentic and bring value. I'd rather not post. Another aspect of it is you never know exactly what's going to work. You never know what's going to reach people. You never know when someone is going to be online that would become a super fan. So just even if you don't know exactly why you're doing it, go ahead and share some stuff. I don't have a definitive answer other than if you have a plan, you don't need to do that. Yeah. And then it's not falsified. It's it's authentic to what you're living on your day to day. When I think we're coming up to a place, at least in my own career, where I'm I'm excited that we're in the last month of 2021, because that means that when the new year starts, I can start some better habits. Like we were talking the other day about how we need to tighten up my content calendar, the company's content calendar. And to be honest, everybody should probably do, be doing that every quarter. Mm-hmm. Audit, yeah. audit it and look at how you're how you're really putting yourself across because so many times we're too close uh, to ourselves to see how we're marketing ourselves, which is why hint, hint, having a consultant in your corner is a really great thing. (laughs) Yeah. So I guess at large for people that are wanting to start off 2022 with a bang, what Mm -hmm. are some ways that they can crush their content in 2022? There are a few ways and I'm going to get like high level here because this is going to mean a little bit something different for everyone. So I want, yeah, just take these, I'm going to say three ideas. I mean, it's all centering around consistency. So whenever we hear consistency, we immediately think schedule. And then on top of that, we also, just because of a lot of the actual stats and things that are floating around, we also think that means frequency and it's got to be this many times a week or a day at this time. That's Well, I'm going to say that if you can focus on your own availability, that yes, schedule, consistency, and things like that, whatever that means to you, whatever you can do the best, that's what I want you to lean into. But I also want you to think about this for 2022. There are multiple, there are different kinds of consistency and schedule is just one. Another kind of consistency that I really like to work with Um, artists and clients on is a consistent message. And so when I say consistent message, I'm talking things like the words that you use in your captions, in your emails, that you speak on video, the actual tone of your captions. Are you friendly and warming and inviting, or are you more direct and abrasive with love? What is your what is your message? What's your vibe? And is it consistent across platforms? If you're cussing up a storm and going on rants on, you know, Twitter, and then you come over to, you know, Facebook and you're preaching the gospel, there's probably going to be a little disconnect. Right. Um, and people, once they get into your atmosphere, they will stalk you. They will go to other places. They're going to say, oh, cool. This is somebody's that's in my world. But yeah, so consistent schedule, consistent message. And then consistent aesthetic. Mm. If you can focus on these three things, you are going to kick 2022's ass. And aesthetic, yes, a lot of that has to do with your branding in terms of fine-tuning your color palette, but also thinking about things like fonts, things like filters that you might use on video, things like the types of actual visuals that you're putting out. It could even go down to the actual story highlights on your Instagram, the types of reels that you're doing. So all of that falls into aesthetic. Mm -hmm. And if you focus on those three things, if you can use that as your foundation, if you can have that as something that this is, I've got this on lock, then you'll be able to take those folks that are coming into your world. They'll get to know you, like you, trust you even more easily Um, than if you have some of those things out of whack. And then, yeah, you'll be able to turn viewers into fans and fans into super fans a lot more easily than if these things are out of balance. 100%. So I want to make sure I heard it. Three ways to crush content in 2022. That's consistent message, consistent and consistent schedule. Yes. Yes. Beautiful. That's easy enough to remember, folks. Write that down. That's gold. That is gold from Leonard Patterson right now. Now I see your book there in the background 
And uh, one way to really easily stay consistent is by consistently live streaming. That's something that about every social media platform still wildly rewards. I know AC Evan made uh, damn near a grand just live streaming on Instagram over the last year. They are shelling out dough for people willing to lean into that. And he's got the keys to the castle. 365 live stream ideas for musicians. He's got real life examples in there. Can you tell us what inspired uh, the book and where people can get that? Yes, it's available on Amazon. Uh, You can also go to, actually you can go to artistcollect.com forward slash 365 and get a free chapter if you want to check it out. There's a bunch of gold in that first chapter. And yeah, you'll just put your email in there and I'll tell me where to send it. But yeah, it's available on Amazon. And what inspired it was just the fact that at the time, when the, the pandemic hit, basically, I was just dipping my toe back into the booking agent environment. And lo and behold, I was working with a band back in Indianapolis that I'd worked with a couple years back. But lo and behold, we were working for probably a, a good month and a half, couple months and getting some gigs together. And it just so happened that the gigs that we were working on, I think it was like five or six gigs over the course of a six-day period just happened to be St. Patrick's Day weekend, which I know it's been almost almost two years now, but if you remember correctly, that was the weekend that everything uh, like went to hell. So mm-hmm. those gigs never happened. And then a lot of my friends, a lot of my peers, some clients and things were just, oh, let me just, let me just complain for the next couple of days and stop complaining. And if you had a gig that was canceled, turn your camera on and go live at whatever time it was that you were supposed to go live or that you were supposed to perform at this event or this show and just show up for your fans. So I did a post or something. I started getting a lot of feedback and realized that there were a lot of musicians that didn't know how or had never live streamed or had very little experience live streaming. I remember the early days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of open mouths right over the camera. And what is, what is <laughs> what even is this button? All of that, uh, right? And a lot of the bands that I've worked with and musicians that I worked with, like, and I realized that I could relate really well because I spent, you know, 13 years on stage and you couldn't, that was home for me. And I'm like, oh, cool. This live streaming thing is not a big, such a different dynamic. Right. And over the course of a few months after that, basically, I started writing some blog posts and things like that and working with artists and talking to a lot of them and realized that one of the things that I was getting consistent questions on is, sure, I can set up my acoustic guitar, I can set up my piano and go live, but what else can I do? I don't have any other ideas. And by the time the the fall came around, that's when it dawned on me that being able to have a bank of ideas and being able to consistently like have something to refer to is something that I could offer. That was like my way of serving. I just wanted to write a book. (laughs) Hey, I know you get these passion projects and I've seen it in real time and you are unstoppable with it. You're like, I gotta get it out of my brain. hundred percent. Hey, that's why I love having you on the team. There was a moment where there was the world started opening up and then we're going, well, bummer. We kind of missed the live stream wave. According to the new company of Meta, and the idea of augmented reality and VR, we are very much so headed towards live streaming 365 days a year. People are going to live with one foot in the digital world. So I truly believe that your book is only going to increase in sales as people live more and more in that VR realm. Have you really given a thought to the application of that, your book or the live streaming principles to the VR sort of revolution that seems to be happening around us? I have, and the, I definitely need to be more studious and more aware of like how that can actually translate. Like I've got ideas, but definitely looking at how just the fact that live venues are incorporating, installing hundreds of thousands of dollars of live streaming equipment in their Mm -hmm. venues, AR, VR type of things to be able to have artists be able to share more, to have whoever's coming on tour, to be able to sell tickets to 
someone coming to their place to people who physically can't come to the show. Yeah, I'm excited about the the future of it. And as I've said before, going live isn't going away. And the the pandemic really didn't stop us from performing. It just really changed our idea of what the stage is and what it could be. And I think that's the exciting part too, is that, yeah, you might not have all of your artists that are streaming seven days a week, or you might not have fans that are like, let me go online and find my artist today. I need my virtual fix. But the world's been opened up, obviously, to live gigs. But what the pandemic did was it opened up everything to how viable live streaming could be if you take it and treat it as a part of your brand, as a part of your strategy, and not just a fail safe that you can do when you can't get on stage. Heck yeah. Um, That's what I've been really focused on now. And I think that some people get a little disheartened because when the live feature first started, they were really pushing it hard. So they'd expose you more to more people in your feed, right? So when we first started going live, you might have 50 or 100 people in there Mm -hmm. and it's lit. Now you might get on an average Tuesday afternoon, maybe you're getting six or eight people that pop in and pop out. They're scared. Oh, and then they're back out. But here's the thing. I can name at least three or four super fans right off the top of my head that were one of those people that came into that intimate setting. And I had a moment to nurture them in a way that was in the sales realm. An old sales technique was that you'd be big and boisterous out here in the public. And while you're showing them things, you'd be really excited when you're showing them the new cars and all that stuff. And then you would lean in and you would whisper the real important stuff. So then they feel like they're getting a secret. You're instilling a sense of Mm. intimacy and connection there because of an ancient human nature of, I'm I'm telling you a secret. And that's when people listen. Yeah, That's when they listen. And to me, that's what even the smallest live stream can be. I can't tell you how connected I feel to my buddy Bradley when I watch his live streams of him playing guitar with the sounds of Mexico in the background. And he might Hmm. only have 12 people in there, but he's making 60 bucks every time I'm sending him a 20, you know what I'm saying? If that ain't worth it on an hourly basis, who makes 80 bucks an hour? Very few people. That's a, it's still so valuable. I think people are sleeping on it and I'm speaking for myself too. Yeah, no, I get it. I totally get it. And that's a great um, way to put that too, is that not only though, are there the monetary potential benefits, obviously live streaming can be profitable. I think your overhead is like extremely low. But just as I mentioned before, and as you're talking about leaning in and letting people get to know you, what better way to have someone come into your world than to be, you know, either face-to-face with you through a Zoom or this new actually platform called applause.stream, awesome platform. But what better way to have people move down that funnel of not even knowing who you are, but then being able to hear you play, or it could be a Q&A, that's the other thing. There's so many other things you can do than just perform. But to have a conversation with you, to be able to comment, to hear their name on the screen, you can take someone from passive viewer to active fan to damn near super fan right. in the course of 60 minutes, where it might take... 60 days, for example, if we just are doing social posts or ads or something like that. The other part of that too, that we, in our program that we do is talking to fans differently at different points in the the super fan journey. Live streaming is something that can be inserted at any point in that journey. You can use it as a way to attract people that don't know you and just get introduced to you and that kind of stuff. Going a little bit further down the funnel, you can also have it um, in your fan subscription as a value added thing to people who are already your super fans. There's Mm -hmm. so many applications to having live streaming and recurring live streaming content that it's definitely something worth starting up or leveling up Mm -hmm. in 2022 if you've not done that already. I completely intend to live stream at least one themed concert per month in the in 2022. You heard it here first, folks. You heard it here. We're doing a monthly live. Yeah, for those of you who don't know, I also play music. No, I, I 
I think that live streaming is not going away by any means. And one reason that it's so important is uh, a rule that we talk about a lot is how many hours does it take to become a master of your craft? And how many mm -hmm. hours are you really going to be able to get on a real life stage mm -hmm. to attain that? I lived on a cruise ship at one point where I was on stage like 35 hours a week. And I still was live streaming a lot during that time. And so my chops were up here, man. Mm -hmm. I was so active and so good at talking yeah. to people that there was no difference whether I was on the live stream or if I was in person. So uh, how, where do you think you become a master of your craft? Yeah, we've talked a lot about the end result, which is very popular. It's an article that was really old by this guy that talked about all you really need are a thousand super fans. And that end result is if you've got a thousand super fans that can pay you a hundred dollars a year, then you can make a hundred thousand dollars. Very finite, very doable numbers. But I think one of the things that we need to consider and make sure that we're thinking about as part of that discussion is the 10,000 hour rule. And basically that 10,000 hour rule as something that is about how long it takes you to really master um, a specific skill. Mm. And when it comes to musicians and things like that, even if we heard that 10,000 hour rule, probably our first reaction is to associate it with music. But as we all know, we can be the most talented musician. We can be the most kick-ass singer but if you don't have any business acumen, knowledge, intent, the music is just something that isn't going to be able to reach as many people as it can. So those 10,000 hours also apply to your music and your business. And being able to, for example, I, and Vinny, for example, you talked about the core offer trio and things like that in your phase of the program. But it's like a lot of people I've talked to in the past, it's like, oh, I'm not making any money with music and it's okay, cool. Do you have anything that someone can buy from you that it costs more than 99 cents? Have you looked at- Art? You can do that? Yeah, man. But yeah, it's like, you gotta do the, the business side of it first. You have to have the the backend stuff first that all of those things that that come in building a business so that your music is, is part of the business. And it's not, oh, I'm trying to go break into the music business. Don't break into the music business. Build one. Build your own. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And one thing that's really cool too is that I think we took that thousand super fan idea. And what we realized is that if we combined it with high-end consultants we're doing, like really intelligent growth hacking consultants like our consultant, David. Yes, we're consultants that use consultants. That's because having a consultant is a smart Easy. thing to do. It's a I smart a coach. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> Even coaches got coaches and we actually coach coaches. I've got a call with another coach today, but I think we've distilled it to a hundred super. And I, I did a post the other day that went semi-viral and it was the essential idea was that all you really need is a tribe of 150 people. You need 10 people on your intimate team and I'm estimating roughly 40 business to business relationships. This could be sponsors, a label ordeal. It could be various booking agents that you use around contractors, nice. different, different people in the peripheral that, that aren't on your intimate team that you're acting business to business with, and then find a hundred super fan freaks to power the jet, to put the fuel in the jet. You know what I mean? And when you look at just a hundred super fans that give you a thousand dollars mm -hmm. each per year you're still at the hundred thousand mark but with much less to manage and many mm -hmm. more one-on-one -on -one connections that go deeper and mean more and then everybody else can watch these intimate engagements with your super fans from afar going i want to be one of them mm -hmm. and then bam you put up a paywall and they got to climb <laughs> over it <laughs> they treat them so nice so then you just keep creating the incentive and keeping a red line a velvet red carpet line going out of the club. You Seriously. keep a queue going and drive the demand. So yeah. I, I think I'm probably, you said something about being abrasive with love earlier. Were you talking about me? Were you referring? No, not at all. Okay. Not at all. If you step into those shoes and you went to run, that's fine. But no, <laughs> obviously there's just different communication styles of uh, folks that I see online. So yeah, I'll just use an example. But you know, say that we're the Avengers of music business development yes. because we really do bring a lot of checks and balances to each other. And I love that. And I don't got to talk about anything I don't 
don't want to talk about or anything that I'm not a personal master of. I only want to talk about stuff that I'm a master of. And if you ask me about something that I'm not a complete expert in, uh, I typically in this part of my life, I just say, I don't know, but let me try and get a hold of an expert. Maybe I can have an expert on the mic podcast like I'm doing right now. And I've tried to teach about content and I've tried to teach about different strategies and things like that. But the way that you just, you break it down to such simple terms and I don't know, ways to just remember content right now. Y'all don't even know. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I know. I'm just making content. He's out here. He's out here double, triple dipping, and and I'm over here giving you a compliment about it while you're doing it. That's yeah. pretty meta of you. So one thing I heard you mention on a call recently really simplified some things for me, and you called it the stop, start, continue. And this is something, some sort of, I don't know what you would call it, policy or exercise that you would you used to do with your band at the end of the year? Yeah, it was basically like a little survey that I would do with my bandmates. So I was in a band of eight people. And aside from managing the business side, it was also managing expectations and working together as a basically a team. And so I started to use some some past corporate training tools. And one of them was a stop, stop, start, continue survey. And basically that entailed me sending out an email to each individual in the band saying, Hey, we're coming up on a new year. What are some things you'd like to stop, start, continue? Mm. And I would like, and I'd give a couple of ideas of like, Hey, are we performing enough, performing too much, blah, blah, blah. And so the result of that, and I do all this work ahead of like having any like band meeting. And plus I'd always have band meetings at dinner not practice so that people could noodle, but they could eat some noodles, but they wouldn't be new. Anyway, that's just a tip for me. Uh, yeah. Make them focus. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, basically be like, you know what, we're doing this thing right now, or we're playing at this place and I like to stop playing there or, Hey, I really wanted to get more gigs on this place or at this place or incorporate more songs like this, blah, blah, blah. I'd love to start adding more blah, blah, blah. Gotcha. And then, Hey, what, what are some things that are going right? What do you like to do? Yeah. Cool. This is great. I really love this. So that was a gist of that. And I got a lot of great, you know, feedback and it helped me as a manager really focus on cool. This is what my vision is for the band, but I definitely want to see what other people are considering or are, you know, consider valuable. Cause my goal was to try and keep the band together so that we could go out and make the clients happy and shake butts and, and all that stuff. How very democratic of you too. That's I'm sure that you had a lot of respect from your fellow bandmates for taking their feedback so openly. Yeah. Aside from that democratic part of it, one of the band members was my wife. So I definitely wanted to also hear what she, you know, had to say separate from here's the couple that's no, but seriously, what do you, what do you want? So, okay. Maybe I should ask everybody else too. Just kidding. But honestly, that I just put up a post, I think yesterday, but I was thinking about that whole stop, start, continue. And I started to share some of those stop starts of what I see with like artists today. And I think the one yesterday that just made most sense to me was like I said, stop making content, start documenting your journey. Just working with clients now, it's, oh, I've got to go off here and do this separate thing. I've got to go create content. So do you make music? You make content. Do you record? You make content. Do you, do you have a decision? You go to a studio. Do you do you write? All those things. It's all content, guys. Right. Um, so it's not your distant second play cousin that only comes around when they want money. It's literally a part of your brand. It can be part of what you share. But yeah, stop making content. Start documenting. Another one is stop finding fans. And start building it's we just did a poll that backs that up we just did a poll in the music industry entrepreneurs and almost everybody i think it was like 54 percent. it was a pretty decent sample size said that they needed marketing more than anything mm-hmm. and i can tell you i clicked about 10 of those people that clicked that they needed marketing and no they did not they needed to go back to square one and look at their brand because it was not even clear what they were doing i didn't even yeah. know what their job was or how i could give them money yeah yeah if you're If you ever have a fan that asks you, how can I support you? You need to focus on your brand. You need to focus on your offer. We should never have people have to ask us how they can give us money. It should literally be, 
okay, I really love what you're doing. Shut up and take my money. Oh, cool. I don't have to ask you. Here's this button. Here's this offer. Here's this mm-hmm. link, whatever. Uh, but yeah, stop finding fans, start building your brand, stop selling music and start telling stories. Weave your music into your stories. Just tell people your motivations. Tell people the things that that really motivated you to write a song or why you wrote a certain song or how you were feeling when you wrote something, that kind of thing. Because the thing that people have in common with us right now isn't our music. It's the fact that they've also been scared, frustrated, pissed off, happy, excited, Start telling your stories, start getting people into your, your world with your emotions and things that you're actually sharing. And then they're going to be so much more invested in your music because they know why you. And there's also an element of that where during some discovery I've been doing with people lately is it's like when they were trying to brainstorm what type of merch items they could have that might be unique or like influencer deals or any way they could monetize in retail. I said, what do you envision your listeners doing while they listen to you and so that's almost like the subplot of your music Mm -hmm. is what are people realistically going to be doing when they listen to your music if it's death metal probably pumping iron maybe you get some workout gloves if it's some atmospheric whimsical folksy fairy prancing through the prairie sounding harp music Sell some incense with it. I don't know. You can really lean into what people are going to be doing while they listen to your music. And there's even a subplot in that story as well, that if you can tap into that in how you're telling the story, then uh, it's just almost inherent that your music is going to be the soundtrack of their day. I love it. Yeah. It's yeah. Like what are, what scene in the movie is your music playing in? Okay. Now don't tell me about the music. Tell me about the scene. And if you can tell me about the scene, people can see themselves there and then your music makes more sense. Tell me about the scene. But yeah, and I guess since we're really kicking off this new year and and all of that, I would say stop dreaming and start goal setting. Heck, dreams are great, but dreams are nothing without goals, outcome goals, process goals. One of the things that I love that we, we get a lot of feedback with our clients and stuff like that is, man, clarity. Just having me put the blinders on for 12 weeks and just do this one thing or do these couple of things each week, do less better, really changed the trajectory of, of my of my business and things like that. But yeah, and I shouldn't say stop dreaming. I should say stop. Dreaming. Chop that dream up because it's Chop probably it a giant. You got to cut off one of its feet first. You know what I mean? And just because your goals today might not be what your goals are going to be three years into your career. One thing that we teach all the time is that it truly not only is noble to make capital in the music industry and make some serious dough because you're doing a great thing for society. You're, you're mm-hmm. healing people through music, keeping people entertained and hopefully reaching into the creative mind and, and pulling something out that nobody's ever seen before. And that's important. So making money from that is important as well, because in order to get that message out there and get your content out there, get your art to the world, you got to compete against some giants. You know what I'm saying? So you've got to, you've got to have the budget to be able to compete with these giants, but acknowledge that they're giants and say, okay, I might want to make a hundred thousand dollars in the music industry, but most businesses fail in the first two years of starting. And that's what a music business is. It's just like any other business. A, this is going to be really hard. B, (laughs) most of these fail. And I'm going to have to work harder than everybody and be smarter than everybody. But also I'm going to have to be realistic about what I can do and how I can pace myself. Because for the people that we try to find for potential clients, which I think we've got like 50 calls left that we can even take in December because Mm -hmm. we have so many clients coming in. We can only take 50 calls. That's not 50 clients. That's 50 calls to see (laughs) if we want to take these clients. And the people that we're looking for are people that care about a lifelong career and lifelong connections with their fans and with these other business to business relationships, because that's how we invest in each other and how we invest in our clients. So when you set goals that are cut down by the quarter, by three month increments, I think that's Mm. really healthy. That's why we did our program roughly at 15 weeks, but acknowledge where you are and make realistic goals that make the giant's weaker with time 
You don't got to, you don't got to be David and Goliath. You got to be consistent and be in for the long haul and be safe. Yeah. And I'm going to mess this up. So don't quote me on the quote, (laughs) but it just reminded me of this. I'm going to say it was Abraham Lincoln, but it was basically something about uh, chopping down an oak tree. And it was something to the effect of, if you give me, I'm going to say 10 hours to chop down an oak tree, I'm going to spend nine hours sharpening my saw. Again, don't quote me on the quote, but you get the general gist of it. It's look, make a plan. I'm not saying wait forever, but like make a plan and then yeah, start chopping. Make sure that you've got, make sure that you've got your, your goals in place and then start tackling it. Take it to, to that analogy, as Vinny just said, wake up. And if you're chopping down a tree this week, you know what? I sharpen my saw, I'm ready to go. Or sharpen my ax, I should say. Let me, what five wax at the tree am I going to take this week? What am I going to, what am I going to do this week? That's going to be effective or that will have made a dent in this tree by the Mm -hmm. end of the week. And then even in Evan's branding phase where he talks about uh, not goal setting, but uh, time blocking. Cool. How many hours realistically a day do I have to a lot to chopping down this tree or to putting some chops in there? So then not just being like, oh, cool. I'm going to go in this vacuum and start taking wax of this tree. And say, oh crap. I forgot. I got to do. And then you have several days of that and you get to the week and then you don't have anything done. So break it down <laughs> and put blinders on and yeah, just I love the, I love that whole analogy of like segmenting it 90 days. And I never even thought about that's one of the benefits of the, <laughs> the program and why it's the length that it is. But yeah, It really does. Uh, having quarterly, looking at your business in quarters is standard, but I really True. do feel like in my own life, I've found that every three months, if you really are busy in the music industry, often is you get to put your head above water to see what the hell's going on. I think every three months, I'm just going, where am I? This is moving so fast, but it's beautiful (laughs) and it's brilliant. And I got a great team to keep me on point, but it's almost exploded so fast. I, I wasn't, I almost wasn't prepared for the amount of success that we Mm. as a company and my recent career takes have, have made, but that's a good problem to have. And I went through some really hard times. I know you went through some really hard times. You bet you've been battling cancer just moved you got a new baby the most beautiful baby boy i've ever met in my <laughs> life um, i i would die for that kid and i barely know him and and i went through a dark time in my life that didn't even compare to the fight that you had going on we both could have just stopped yeah you know what i mean uh, it, you would have been totally right and just going hey i'm gonna take a break from this for four months and yeah. it would have been understandable we would have been like yeah man go take care of yourself do what you got to do you worked through the whole thing and still produce new super fans, consistent scheduling, exactly all the stuff that you're preaching, you actually practiced even through battling cancer. So I guess what I'm trying to say is that anybody out there listening, your excuses are bullshit. That's what I'm trying to get to. Like, uh, is that abrasive love? It is that abrasive abrasive love. If you see this Viking over here, just like powering through cancer and still making the incredible informative uh, content that you see him doing all the time and working with our clients, what is your excuse out there? And I know I want to say this on your behalf because you're such a humble guy. You would never say it, but aren't you sick of people making excuses a little bit? It's yes. It's <laughs> I'm going to get slightly abrasive. Yeah, man. <laughs> but yeah, let's, if there could be one more stop, start. Let's stop making excuses in 2022 and start making some moves. The gatekeepers that used to be there between you and your fans are no longer there. Yes, there's going to be some instances where if you want certain things or to play certain festivals, you might need a, a talent agency, a booking agency, potentially a record label. There's still the business entities out there that can do certain things when you're at a certain point in your career. However, one of the things that we used to want to get signed for, which I think is still like under the surface and kind of bubbling with a lot of artists is I want to sign a record deal a for the status and B so that they will be able to market me to all of these fans Mm -hmm. and are focusing on the number of fans that we have. If we haven't seen 
enough examples of people who got signed to the wrong record label, who had the wrong record deal, who weren't taking care of their business and that kind of stuff. If we haven't seen that enough examples, or if you haven't seen any examples of that, do a little research uh, because there are very few artists, A, that get signed. And then of those that do get signed, there's very few of them that actually make money. Mm -hmm. So if you're thinking that you want a, to reach a certain status or to reach a certain number of people, again, let's stop making excuses and start making moves. Your fans are out there. There, there are enough fans. This is not a scientific report. I'm sure that it is accurate though. And I challenge anyone to, however, there are enough fans that love your style of music on any one social platform to support you full time for the rest of your life. One platform who actually like your style of music full time for the rest of your life. And you don't need anybody to get to them other than some business since having something maybe that they can purchase other than a download or a stream. Mm -hmm. So there's some things that you can do to build in place, but honestly, that's one of the things that we help people do. That's what we do. And it's not because, oh, I want to have this program and all this stuff. So, no, we believe in you guys. I feel like music is one of the last things that can unite us, that can allow you to connect with people that you don't know. And you're obligated. And I think I've said this before, but you're obligated to get your stuff out there yep. and getting it out there to as many people as you can is great, but getting it out there and make a difference one fan at a time, one super fan at a time is really where it's at. And then everything else will just kind of fall into place. But yeah, as long as you've got intention and you're focused on after your music is quote unquote done, which when is our music ever really done? No. Um, but once it's done, then also focusing on getting it out to your audience and making those connections. It's just, it's imperative. Yep. And yep. one thing that's so great about this is that it's not just music. We're working with producers, creative coaches, songwriters, songwriting coaches, rappers, soul singers, all, all across the map, composers. And so the live the streamers. <laughs> yep. hundred percent. And the, the ideology remains the same that the re the root of the success is found in the super fan and it's found in truly sniping the lowest hanging fruit first that is going to be the, the foundation, these people and these business relationships alike that are going to be the foundation of finance so that then you can power your passion project out to the masses. Use this vessel of AI and social media and digital marketing. That's what equalized the entire music industry. So learn how to use it from the best. We have the best on the team. So AC Leonard P, AC underscore Leonard P is his Instagram handle. Make sure you follow him. He's posting gold all the time. Follow Artist Collect as well on there. I'm AC underscore Vinny. But I want to take just a quick moment to talk about what December looks like for the team. Like I said, we're taking about 50 more calls. This is for a program we have called the Lifelong Superfan Program. And essentially, we're looking for any creative coaches, producers, musicians, rappers, anyone in the creative field connected to music business we want to talk to you. We have a money back guarantee on this program and countless active clients and success stories that I am so happy to boast to you. So Seriously. please schedule a call with us. All right. You can DM me. You can email info at artistcollect.com. You can DM Leonard. We want to get you on the phone with our team so that we can show you how simple it is to build your music business through authenticity built with a foundation of profit with a fun content calendar that you can scale your outreach to the masses with. And while you do that, you're going to be making more money than you ever knew that you could. And mm -hmm. that's where I come in. I love doing that. And so I yeah. guarantee it, man. So yeah, get yeah. on the phone with us. And that's what I love about the program too. And, and being on this team is that, yeah, it's not like you're going to be working with one person for 90 days you get a chance to actually work with the entire team. Mm -hmm. And we've all got our specialty. We've all got our passion and things that we're good at. So you're going to get a chance to spend a few weeks with Evan and me 
and Vinny and Willie, and we're going to take you through a very structured but customizable program that's going to allow you to put the blinders on. If you are ever, if you've ever thought to yourself, man, if I could just have someone tell me what to do, I would be successful. If I could just have someone show me this and this, I would totally do it. That's what we set this up for. Hundred percent. That's, that's why we set this up this way. So yeah, stop, stop guessing, guys. <laughs> We've had some calls with new guys that just signed on over the last week. Uh, AJ is a perfect example. The dude AJ comes Smith. in with he comes in with a business plan. He is a, a, a bulldog, ready to just chew up the industry. And I go, yes. Yes, this is going to be so easy. He's just going, tell me where. And having faith in the process. I have so much faith in the process that I literally, one of the clients we just took on, I was like, literally, if it's not the best money you've spent in your entire music career, I will give you it back in cash out of my pocket. Like I am that confident in the expertise of my team and the, we discovered magic. We really did with this program. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's foolproof. You know, just take a look at, yeah. And there's some examples in our, our review highlights on, on Instagram, but yeah, AJ's awesome. He just started the program. Connor Frost songwriting coach just finished the program. And while he was in the program, literally helped him make $17,000. Yeah. Just crazy stuff. Johnny and getting his two or three sync deals now. Three. Just three, just Amazing El- stuff happening. Elliot and- got a sync deal and we set him up for a $5,000 plus price point of motivational speaking. Connor, oh, who you awesome. mentioned is trending for 165,000 in two- 2022. Sorry for throwing out that you're about to be rich mother. But yeah, as you can see, we get real friendly with the, with our clients because we we love them. We become friends. And we just did a meetup like a couple of weeks ago where we were just doing some high level strategy sessions, brainstorming awesome campaigns. And that's one of the coolest parts about Artist Collective is as you progress through the company and through our programs, you start to have intimate relationships with the other artists and entities that we've personally developed. So they've drank the Kool-Aid, found the success, and they're just going, come on, man, work with me now. So we're starting to see how that's working with collaborations and people really utilizing this network in an in real life format. So it's 2022 is the year, man. It's it's Yeah. Yeah. It's really, it's really humbling to see our clients and their posts and the things that they're able to do. Obviously, we're not taking credit for their success. We are taking, we're taking ownership of the process that allowed them to find their true passion and to monetize it. Were they going to be successful if they didn't come to the program? Probably, but $17,000 in, in 90 days, maybe not. Regardless, it really is humbling to see these cool things. I want to see more success out there because that means that you are making an impact. That means that you are reaching people with your business. You're helping people make their own music. You're making music yourself. You're helping an artist, an MC connect with a a producer or yourself or your beats or something that really allows them to share their story. All of those kinds of like wins, process wins and outcome wins and all of those things just I don't know. They make me really happy. And I, I know that's why I'm still in the the business and all of that stuff. So yeah, it's, it's exciting to see that. And I'm really excited for next year. It is something that's so fulfilling because it still is an artistic medium. We just mm-hmm. get, we get to help really brilliant creatives mold their dreams with real tools. And so getting to see people's dreams come true with dollar signs right next to them is one of the most rewarding things I've ever done. And I don't want to make it seem like though I am incredibly proud of the program that we made, I'm way prouder of our clients. Like they've moved mountains in their careers in such short amounts of time, just by adhering, putting the blinders on, having faith in the process and going ahead. But enough of tooting our own horns. It's time for you guys to go out there and do a few things for us. All right. Number one, you're going to share this episode with everybody that needs a little kick in their butt for their content in 2022. And then you're going to go over to Apple podcasts and you're going to give us a five-star review and say something nice there, man. That's a really important one that actually works into the algorithm across the entire internet. And then you're going to go and get the first chapter of Leonard Patterson's book, 365 live stream ideas for musicians. That's on artistcollect.com 
slash 365. That is 365, the numbers. All right, don't spell it out. It's 365. <laughs> and once you get that first chapter, you're definitely going to want to buy the whole thing. And then you're going to want to work with us individually. So the way that you do that to see if you could be one of the lucky few in December that we accept, we are literally only doing 50 calls. And we're taking the best of the best from those 50. We already took 10. So 60 was our max. We've already scheduled 10 and it's what? The third. It's the third. Yeah. It's the third. And we guys, if we're at that trend, we'll be full within about a week. So schedule the call with us, reach out to us. I'll put a link in this um, podcast as well for you to reach out to us, but we're looking for high integrity, hardworking creatives that have expertise and talent that they haven't quite been able to monetize and organize that need a team to give them clarity, motivation, and accountability. And you will be incredibly amazed with what we accomplish in 15 weeks. And just because you work with us for 15 weeks, almost everybody works with us forever. It's like something yeah. like 90% of the people that we work with choose to work Continue. with us at least six, six to 12 months after. So we're, as the Blues Brothers say, we're on a mission from God. So join the tribe, <laughs> yes. y'all. Join the tribe, you guys. Yeah, and if you're listening to this and it's after December, get on the wait list. Still okay. take a look. And because again, this is a, a recurring theme. As many said, we're going to, this isn't the last time we're going to do it. This is just the next time. So regardless of when you listen to this, work with us. Let's talk and let's get on the phone. Beautiful. And go follow AC underscore Leonard P for the best content strategy and live stream strategy, Instagram, and just great affirmations. And he's a good looking dude. All right. See you guys. See you guys soon. (laughs) Yes. Okay. How do I stop the recording? Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Mike podcast. We could not be more grateful. And if you want to show some love back, make sure you give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe on Spotify, on YouTube. Tell your friends about it. Make sure that you're in our intimate, private Facebook group called Music Industry Entrepreneurs. And while you're mulling around in there networking with the movers and shakers of the music industry and you decide, hey, I love what these guys got to say, I want to build my music career, my music dreams, my vision for my music business. Give me an email and we will set up a call. My email is Vinny at artistcollect.com. Not a landing page, nothing like that. Reach out directly to me because I care about the creative economy out there and I want to build profitable music brands that attract lifelong super fans. So send me an email, make sure you give us a positive review and tell your friends about this Mike podcast because to be frank, it's a lot of work, but I love y'all and I'll see you next week.